0: Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Bonjour. Bonjour. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood here in Lincoln, Vermont. The birds are singing, and so am I. <laughs> yes, and I'm so grateful to join together with you right now. We're doing part two of the Dynamics of the Ego. It was so rich last week, I felt like, oh yeah, gotta do more. I, when, when, uh, when I was in the midst of the broadcast, I could feel... So, Holy Spirit, bring it. Bring it to us today. So, we're transcending time and space. You may listen to this years from now. Who knows? Uh, All good. Let's place our hand on our heart and be so grateful and so thankful to partner up with the Higher Holy Spirit Self. So grateful and thankful that we're opening our mind to the true reality that is our life, that is our destiny, that is the very nature and essence of our being. We are one with the one and we are grateful and thankful to recognize that infinite power of love that resides within us is what fuels us, it surrounds us and enfolds us, it is the very nest nature and essence of our being and that is true for our brothers and sisters so when we meet a brother we meet a sister we meet the love of God full on we are grateful grateful that our life is a life of love this is what we have chosen and we dedicate ourselves to it joyfully bring on the joy In gratitude, we share the benefits with everyone. We let it be, and so it is. Amen. 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 So, uh, we have been looking at this section, The Dynamics of the Ego, which is in Chapter 11. It's section five. And we're up to about paragraph seven. I'm just going to start here reading paragraph 7. The ego always attacks on behalf of separation. Believing it has the power to do this, it does nothing else. Because its goal of autonomy is nothing else. The ego is totally confused about reality, but it does not lose sight of its goal. It is much more vigilant than you are because it is perfectly certain of its purpose. You are confused because you do not recognize yours. Now, I refer to the truly helpful prayer as the purpose prayer. So that's our purpose, to be truly helpful, to represent the one who sent us, to be guided and directed to how we can best serve the one who sent us and our brothers and sisters to answer the cry for love, to teach only love and to forgive the past. This is our function. This is our purpose. This is what we're all about. And this is the thing that makes us jump and shout. (laughs) When we relinquish the grievances and the grudges the unforgiveness then our holy light shines and so the ego always attacks on behalf of separation ego thought system is a separation thought system it's the mechanism by which we are able to experience a profound sense of separation without it we wouldn't be able to so thank you very much ego thought system we don't have to get mad at the ego. It's like, It would be like getting mad at some other kind of philosophy. It's a philosophy of separation. W- why would you get mad at a philosophy that's a wasted energy? It's not a being. Although Jesus does talk about the ego as if it's a being, and I got a clear message a couple of years ago in this uh, in my experience of teaching and sharing to stop doing that and to start saying at every opportunity, the ego is a thought system, it's not a being. It has no power, it has no volition. There's only one power, that is the power of God. God is the only power because God is the only thing that is real. The ego thought system is... It's dust in the wind. That's what I'm hearing right now. And uh, it, it is just crumbs left on the table. It's nothing. The table is nothing. The crumbs are nothing. It's all a past experience gone by. So we can give thanks to ourselves for exploring separation because in the exploration of separation, we've learned what it is to feel like a creator and be a creator, which gives us a greater appreciation of our creator. That's a beautiful thing. And we've also been given a very clear, helpful understanding of what it is like to miscreate and why we do not wish to do that we wish to use the power of love, the power of God, for expressions of beauty and perfection, wholeness and freedom, joy and love. So this is what we're now remembering how to do. So we're uh, using A Course of Miracles to help us undo our attachment to this ego thought system that we've learned so well. So that we can remember who we are, whose we are, and what we're doing here. (laughs) Our holy purpose for being here. To rescue, to rescue ourselves and our brothers and sisters from the wheel of karma. So the ego always attacks on behalf of separation. It's so good to recognize that when someone is attacking that they are totally identified with the ego, that attack is an actual cry for love, and we can respond to it with love and compassion. This is the choice that we have. Now, usually the attacker always feels attacked. That was my life story for a long time. I was the attacker, and I always felt attacked. But what I didn't realize was that I was always feeling attacked because I was the attacker. So let me break that down here. A Course of Miracles tells us that an idea leaves not its source. The idea doesn't leave its source. So if my idea is to attack someone, if my idea is I need to defend myself and I'm going to use my attack to do that, I'm going to experience the attack. It's all about me. Uh, One way I think of it is this, that uh, if I am pouring poison into a river that I'm also drinking from, I'm going to get the biggest dose of the poison next time I drink because I, I poured the poison in right where I'm drinking. Another way to think of it is, whatever you send out, what what goes around, comes around. And uh, I learned in this time of instant karma that John and Yoko sang about, uh, it comes around instantaneously. So if we're sending an attack out into the world, we're going to feel the energetics of it first, And foremost, we are going to feel the biggest dose of that attack because it's emanating from our awareness. So let's remember that whenever we're attacking, we're going to feel attacked. And we're doing it to ourselves because there really is no one else. It's just us. So if we're feeling attacked from the world, it may well also be a mirror of what's going on inside of us that we are not taking responsibility for and we are not shifting, right? Somebody says to you, don't be stupid. Well, if the person knows that they're smart and feels that they're smart, somebody saying to them, don't be stupid, would be more of a like, Oh, wow, what, what's going on with that person? They're having a tough time. Look how they're ugh, being unkind and attacking. Let me see how I can support them in coming back into their loving heart. But if someone says that to me and I feel I am stupid, that's my belief system. Somebody says, don't be stupid. I'm like, oh can never hide my stupidity everybody can see it all the time oh my god i don't know why i bother to say anything at all i'm just such a loser i should and on and on and on right isn't that what people do so the attacker always feels attacked and the ego always attacks on behalf of separation it's a separation thought system And so it's attacking to defend separation, to implement separation. Attack, divisiveness, same thing. It's all the same thing. It's about making people feel more and more separate. And you know what happens? It's like the person that has alcohol poisoning, they drink so much alcohol... That they have alcohol poisoning. Maybe now they'll lose their taste for alcohol. Maybe now they've had enough. So if the divisiveness and the separation thinking gets to be enough, the dam may burst. Do we need to do it that way? Do we have to do it that way? No, we've already learned all that we can learn from that way. Now... Here's the thing that made me feel spiritually stupid again and again and again is I knew that so many of the things that I was saying and doing were not helpful to me. They were not loving to me, and they were not loving to others, but I felt compulsive about doing them. I was willing to hurt myself and others because I didn't love myself. So I focused on the self-love and that turned a key for me. That really opened a door for me. So we can love ourselves enough that we, we will honestly be grateful that we can recognize an attack when we see it. When we feel attacked by others or when... We are going into attack mode that we will love ourselves enough to cut it out and to go to Spirit and say, Spirit, help me now. Help me now. I do not wish to attack myself or others. Help me now to change my mind. I'm so willing to go the other way. I am not willing to think these thoughts anymore. Please take them out of my mind so I never think them again. I'm done, I'm done, I'm done. That really worked for me. So, our purpose, and this is our purpose, to do this, this kind of work. We just started my Finding Freedom Boot Camp. You can still join us. We we're just getting off the ground. It's so much fun. I love it. Uh, I was thinking of that because uh, what I just said about uh, take these thoughts out of my mind working with the Holy Spirit, really having a relationship with the Holy Spirit is foundational to finding freedom. All right, next paragraph, eight. You must recognize that the last thing the ego wishes you to realize is that you're afraid of it. For if the ego could give rise to fear, it would diminish your independence and weaken your power. Yet, it's one claim to your allegiance is that it can give power to you. Without this belief, you would not listen to it at all. How then can its existence continue if you realize that by accepting it, you are belittling yourself and depriving yourself of power? We deprive ourselves of power when we choose to find power through manipulation and control And these patterns from the ego thought system and using our relationships and our experiences in the world to get power over. Back in the 90s, as you may have heard me say, I was doing this work with Season for Nonviolence and I was teaching about the teachings of Martin Luther King Jr. and Mahatma Gandhi. And how they used the practices of nonviolence to transform the world. And I was studying with Reverend James Lawson, who was uh, a mentor to Martin Luther King Jr. And I studied with him for years about the personal practice of nonviolence, but also most especially, really, Uh, using it for social justice and uh, change in the world. Uh, And uh, it was one of the best things I ever did. And uh, I I also had some profound realizations about uh, the teachings of Jesus through um, my study with Reverend James Lawson because he uh, was a Methodist minister and he incorporated some of... um, some teachings about Jesus into his teaching about nonviolence. One of the things I did way back then was I watched a number of times, I watched a documentary called Power Versus Force. There's also a book uh, of the same name. The documentary is really compelling. You can probably find it online, no problem. And uh, it's about using... The practices of nonviolence to change the world, right up of Course Miracles Alley, seek not to change the world, but to change your mind about the world. So changing your mind about the se- yourself, changing your mind about life, about love, about humanity will change the world in profound ways. And it will give you the strength and the courage to live a life of, of love like Jesus is talking about here in A Course in Miracles. So one of the reasons why I bring that Power Versus Force documentary up is in that work and in the book of the same name, they are talking about power as being the the power of love, the power that comes from our divinity, and the power of connection and uniting versus force, which is divisive. And does not come from love. So to me that's a very helpful distinction. And it's one of the reasons why I'm sure I was given the power of love as the name of this ministry. As it was very clear to me, name the ministry, power of love ministry. So, uh, because that's what we're demonstrating in our classes. In the, the the way that we share a course miracles in the classes and really endeavor to live it we're exploring and discovering and healing through the power of love so in this dynamics of the ego section what we can realize is that the ego as Jesus says, always attacks on behalf of separation. That's force. And the power of love unites. So, Jesus is telling us here in paragraph 8 that the ego is... the ego thought system is designed to hide itself... In the sense that we won't realize that we are afraid of the ego thought system. It makes perfect sense that we would be afraid of the ego thought system. Because it's the thing that leads to more pain and more suffering. It's like being addicted to cocaine. You have this, this illusory high where you feel unnaturally strong and powerful and good and then of course you crash and burn and feel depleted more than ever because the the high was not genuine whereas when we experience the joyfulness of connecting with spirit and with connecting with our brothers and sisters And spirit within them, we feel a joy, a natural joy and a high that is so amazing. One of my favorite things in the whole world is truly when I lead a retreat, like when I do my Forgiven Be Free retreat, there are always people that come in the door and they've got the weight of the world on their shoulders they've got a dark cloud over their head they they really like wherever they go it's raining it's misery it's so unpleasant for them and then at the end of the retreat they are laughing and smiling and their lightness of being has returned right so the ego thought system Is one that's designed to hide from us that we're actually afraid of it. So it just makes so much sense that we would be afraid of it. So, uh, without, Jesus says, without this belief, right, that the ego's gonna give us its power, the power over things in the world, right, that force. Without this belief, we wouldn't listen to it at all. And boy, do I know that's true. When I was in my teens and 20s, uh, all my goals were about accomplishment in the world, recognition from the world, uh, being uh, successful in the world, everything... uh, My life, I hoped it would be, would be this shining excellence of ego success. And that that would make me happy because I knew how to get things done and accomplish them. And that's the thing that would make me so, so happy is to be able to do that. No, it didn't work though. It didn't work. I about lost my mind when I realized, I don't know anything, I don't know how to be happy. Paragraph 9, the ego can and does allow you to regard yourself as supercilious, unbelieving, lighthearted, distant, emotionally shallow, callous, uninvolved, and even desperate, but not really afraid. Now I have to say that doesn't quite make sense to me because I know so many people who struggle with fear and anxiety. So I don't quite understand that, I'll be honest. But uh, let's see what we can learn here. Next he says, minimizing fear but not its undoing is the ego's constant effort. And it is indeed a skill at which it is very ingenious. How can it preach separation without upholding it through fear? And would you listen to it if you recognize this is what it's doing? So the ego preaches separation and it accomplishes it with fear. Fear of failure, fear fear of being different. Fear of not being enough, fear of being shameful, fear of being unlovable. This is how it's all accomplished. So I, it doesn't make sense to me that we're not really afraid. So perhaps that's going to to be revealed. Perhaps in our true identity we're not really afraid because we know the truth, which is that deep deep down we know the truth, which is that the ego is an illusion. Separation is an illusion. That we're not actually um, shallow, callous, desperate. Those are just things that we feel in those moments. They are not our true identity. So, I'm I'm working on doing a uh, I'm I'm working on doing creating a class, perhaps a ten week class. For people who have uh, really intense emotional issues, depression, anxiety, worry, guilt, shame, uh, because these are the things that people have been so successful with in my year-long course, Masterful Living. So I'm interested in, in doing a shorter course just for people who have those issues uh, to really help them address them directly and Uh, Work on those thought patterns If you're interested in that Will you just shoot me an email Admin at jenniferhadley.com Admin A-D-M-I-N At jenniferhadley.com Because I I may want to ask you a couple of questions As I'm preparing this class Yeah, I can't help it I love to share I'm compelled I just love it I'm so grateful for everything Spirit's given to me I have to share it and I can tell you one thing I'd love to share with you right now as we're going to break which is you can still sign up for my text messages inspirational text messages from A Course in Miracles and from Jennifer Hadley that's me and you can get one or two messages a day your choice at acimtexts.com acimtexts.com I'm Jennifer Hatley. You're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio. We're living the love. We're walking the talk. And I'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. And we're back. Through the miracle of technology, we continue on, transcending time and space. Thank you for joining me. (laughs) And I remembered during the break that um, if you'd like to sign up for the Course in Miracles text messages and the Jennifer Hadley inspirational text messages you can also text to sign up for them text the word miracles to the number 53557 so in your phone put in the number to like you're going to send a text message to 53557 and then type in the word miracles and send the word miracles to the number 53 five five seven five three fifty three fifty five seven I need to remember that myself <laughs> and one of the things too is when you sign up for those text messages you can set it up also with a monthly donation a contribution of whatever amount you'd like so if you'd like to give thanks for this podcast if you appreciate it and it's worth ten dollars a month to you that would be awesome your support means so much because it just means we can do more and we can uh support our staff and now we're doing the sundays with spirit uh every sunday we're doing these sunday celebrations and um we just have a wonderful opportunity to uh to gather on these Sundays, they're so wonderful. Freedom Cartwright was awesome last Sunday, and we're sh- we're sharing all the replays. We also do it as a Facebook Live, so if you go to the A Course of Miracles podcast page at facebook it's there's a fan page for this podcast and you can um, like it follow it and then when we do a facebook live if you're online you will get a notification that that's going on but you can also register for free sundays with spirit we do it on zoom which is great Uh, we love doing it on zoom and we'd love to have you join us on zoom too we love it We love it. Did I say that we love it? I know I did. Sorry. I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm happy that we're able to gather together and do these things and connect, regardless of viruses, regardless of all the things in the world that are so shocking and so intense, we're still Deepening our spiritual practice. We're still coming together to join together to remember the power of love. And I am so, so grateful for that. Yes. (laughs) Let's go back to the dynamics of the ego. Let's start with paragraph 10 here. So it's chapter 11, section 5, paragraph 10. Your recognition that whatever seems to separate you from God is only fear, regardless of the form it takes, and quite apart from how the ego wants you to experience it, is therefore the basic ego threat. So our realizing what the ego thought system is for and how it works, in other words, understanding the so-called enemy, this is the thing that the ego is most threatened by. Meaning, it's, it's, uh, think of it as the kryptonite for the ego. Our understanding how the ego works, the dynamics of the ego, so-called dynamics of the ego, our understanding it, helps us to realize, oh, wait a minute, I don't have to get caught in it. Think of it like a a riptide, okay? If you understand the riptide, you're going to have a respect for it. You're not going to put yourself in it accidentally. You're going to realize, yeah, I could get killed if I get in the way of that riptide because that riptide is going to run its game no matter what. I've had moments of feeling like I was caught in some kind of a, uh, a riptide and whoo, my whole body just went, what, get out. (laughs) Like, okay, I don't need to play a game with this. And it's the same with the ego when there's that feeling that, compulsion to need to be right to attack like we were talking about before or you see that happening to someone even if you're even if you have to say hey i'm sorry i'm sorry and you don't even feel it in the moment maybe somebody is starting to amp up to argue to be right they need to be right about it if you can by the power of love Relax, take a deep breath, and go into gratitude. And then everything can change and shift. Because then, by the power of love active in you, that you're in touch with it, you can say... You're right, you're right. Or you can say, as as I've learned to do, you can say things like, yes, yes. I, I'll say yes to somebody that I think is completely wrong in their wrong mind. And I'll just say, yes, yes. And, and then I'll say something sometimes that completely is The opposite of what they just said that I said yes to. And they don't even notice. Because they're just in their ego thoughts and they are relieved that I agreed with them. That I'm not going to fight with them. My goal is to help them come into their right mind. Not to argue with them. Not to belittle them and make them wrong but to be able to extend love and compassion to them to help them come back home. So if I have to be a little like deceitful and say yes to somebody I don't agree with, you know, they tell me the grass is purple and I can see that it's green, I've seen purple grass, but this is not purple grass. This is green grass, and they're insisting that it's purple. I could say, yes, mm-hmm, it's true. And isn't it interesting that in some ways it looks green to me? Huh, I'm not making them wrong. Yes, and. Because then they're like, oh, I do see some green in there. Uh-huh, yep. There is some green out there in that grass. Well, now what else would we like to talk about? We can go somewhere else, right? But if I start arguing with them, we've both lost our minds, right? There, who was it? This I'm sure it was Mark Twain. Mark Twain. Um, oh, he could make us laugh at the ego, right? One of the things he said was never argue with stupid people. They will drag you down to their level and then beat you with experience. Never argue with a fool. Onlookers may not be able to tell the difference. (laughs) Never argue with a fool. And of course, anybody who's not in their right mind, who's in the ego mind, is behaving foolishly. I know I'm an expert. I've made that journey a million times. I've been the fool, and I've gotten people to argue with me. And I instantly know when I'm in that crazy ego mind, and uh, uh I used to do it all the time. I'd see if I could get people to argue with me so I could be right and they could be wrong and I could just beat them up with my mind. But as soon as they engaged, I knew they were a fool. A bigger fool than me. Because who's the bigger fool? The one who engages with the fool or the fool, right? So instead of any of that, right? Name calling and all that, labeling. Instead of all of that, Let's just live our purpose. I am here to be truly helpful. I am here to represent, to represent the one who sent me. And I'm going to be guided. Boom, end of story. Let me just do that. So if I have to tell somebody, uh, yes, I'm sorry. something like that, and agree with them in order to get them to come back to their right mind. Why would I care? I'm glad I have a tool. I'm glad I've got something I can use. Someone tells me that uh, all the people who like leather shoes are stupid. Yes, and Isn't it interesting that? And then just see if you can take them in a new direction. Get them away. It's like if somebody's waving a loaded gun around, right? Are are you going to start arguing with them? You know, that's really stupid of you to wave a loaded gun around. You can hurt somebody with that. Don't be a moron. No, that's not the approach. The approach is, so, uh, hey, what's going on? How can I help you? See how you can help them, right? But we won't do that with our loved ones. We need to be right. So we just shut down, or we argue, or we try and find some way to beat them with their own ideas, right? I used to do that all the time. It's awful. These are the dynamics of the ego, right? And so if we can just realize... Whoa, oh, I've lost my mind. Oh, I've lost my touch, my, my connection to my true identity. I've lost my connection with the Holy Spirit. I've I got to get, get back there, right? What, what's most important to me? So people ask me all the time, Jennifer, how do I remember this stuff? How do I remember it? It goes down to this. And I know I've said this a number of times before. It just feels so much worth Bearing, repeating I wish somebody had said this to me Right, nobody ever said this to me That I recall But what I have come to understand Is this Can you hear the birds? The birds are just so great Oh, I love being out here in Vermont And the birds Like, they they can hear me inside the house they're like, yeah Oh, go on about that That's really good <laughs> So the way that we remember, it's not complicated. We prioritize it. We prioritize our because we are so willing. We are so intentional. That's how we do it. We prioritize it. Think of this. You wake up in the morning. You, what are your priorities? If one of your priorities is to bake a pie... You are going to go to the store and get what you need to bake that pie. If you, have to, if you don't have it at home. If one of your priorities is to call your mother, your father, your brother, your sister. You're going to put that in your calendar. You're going to decide what time you're going to do that. You're going to make that a priority. That's going to happen. Because it's important to you. If it's important to you to remember to be loving. That being loving is more important to you than being right. Then, when you get into that argument, into that situation, and you feel your blood rising, that you, oh, you just need to be right. You need to show them how wrong they are. You need to make your point. In that moment, you feel your energy rising to smash, to punish, to. Swore to argue, whatever it is, however, it's coming up for you in that moment, you will get something from spirit that goes, Bing! Remember to choose love, you have a choice right here, right now. There's a choice now. That little bing, what you know, <laughs> energetically, however, you receive it, uh, you can bet your bottom dollar that it is going to be quiet. It's going to be so quiet, very, very quiet. Because it's the still, small voice. However, when we train ourselves to listen to that still, small voice, because we love it so, so much, it will be... Absolutely noticeable. We will hear it above the cacophony of ego gyrations. Because the vibration of spirit is so much stronger than the ego. It is powerful where the ego is forceful. And the power... Can move a mountain. The force. Can only push over. Man made objects. But the power of love. Can absolutely clear everything. So that we can know the truth. If we're willing. If we're intentional. If it's what our heart's desire is. We are the deciders. We are the deciders. We decide what's important to us. We decide what our goals are. So if our goal is to be willing, if our goal is to be loving, if our goal is to fulfill our function and to be truly helpful, we will be reminded in the moment because that is what we desire. If we have a much stronger desire to be right, we won't hear the reminder from Spirit to choose anew. It's just how it works. So this is why I, I really encourage you to start every day with that you decide for me. You decide for me. This is the day the Lord has made. Let me dedicate it to the, to the Lord. Oh, I've got a whole new day that I can give to Spirit. And I can be working for God Incorporated. I can serve the light this day. I can make that my top priority. Oh my gosh, what a gift. What a gift. Yes, Paragraph 10, your recognition that whatever seems to separate you from God is only fear, regardless of the form it takes. So, whatever seems to separate you from God is only fear, regardless of the form it takes, and quite apart from how the ego wants you to experience it. Now, I don't believe the ego is a being that has volition, it's a thought pattern, and we seem to want. That That's really how I've been told to teach it, so you you make your own decision. I'm not a guru <laughs> uh, and I don't want to be uh, so the basic ego threat is fear. Fear is how the ego shakes its fist and says, I've got you. Uh, According to this, it's a dream. The ego's dream of autonomy, right? Separation is shaken to its foundation by this awareness that when we feel afraid, this is the opportunity for us to go back home to spirit. Just pick up our toys and go. I'm out of here. If I start feeling afraid, oh, let me go right immediately to the Holy Spirit. I was uh, in, yesterday I was in meditation. And uh, these um, interesting thoughts of, uh, fearful thoughts. They were, like thoughts of not enough and stuff like that. It was, it was unusual that they were coming up. And I, I was looking at them and thinking, what is this? What's happening now? And uh, I saw them. I felt an energetic shift in my body as they started to come into my awareness. And then I realized, oh, I'm having a cleansing. My med- this is a cleansing meditation. So these thoughts are the remnants of these thoughts are coming up to be healed. So I just said, "Bye, <laughs> bye, bye. Don't need you. Wouldn't want to be you. Thank you so much. Not, I'm not having any of that. Because this is what happens sometimes when fearful thoughts are on their way out." Of our consciousness, right? Once they were treasured, once they were valued, once they were needed, and now they're not. So they're coming up for healing and transformation and back into light. So the temptation is to grab a hold of them again again, and say, What? I'm not enough? What? I did something wrong? What? I'm bad? Oh, it's true. It's true. Dang, I thought I could get oh it's so true I can't seem to escape it no and start remembering it right so in, in this instance I recognized what was happening oh this is a cleansing meditation it's like if you're gonna um, you throw out the bath water right, or the, the dirty water from, you wash the kitchen floor, you've got the dirty water. If you were going to take that dirty water and start pouring it into glasses and looking at it and going, hmm, do I need this? Do I want to sip from this? Hmm, hmm. The answer is your choice. And my choice is, uh-uh, don't need it, don't want it, Bye. All right. So, (laughs) in dream of uh, aut, its dream, the ego's dream of autonomy is shaken to the foundation by this awareness that we recognize these fear thoughts for what they are. We recognize the truth to be self evident that we are created in an image and likeness of our Creator. We are perfect love. This is the self-evident truth that we are interested in and we will not be tricked by thoughts and feelings of fear. We're going to immediately turn to the Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, I'm not interested in this anymore. I'm letting this go forever. Please take these thoughts out of my mind so I never think them again. I'm so done with separation. Jesus says for though you make countenance a false idea of independence you will not accept the cost of fear if you recognize it right the cost of fear is our littleness satisfying being satisfied with littleness accepting littleness settling managing and coping instead of living in our magnificence mm. So intense. Yet this is the cost and the ego cannot minimize it. If you overlook love, you are overlooking yourself. And you must then fear unreality because you have denied yourself. By believing that you have successfully attacked truth, you are believing that attack has power. Very simply, then you've become afraid of yourself. and No one wants to find what he believes would destroy him, right? So this is really referencing the fear to look within. We're afraid to look within because we've labeled ourselves as bad and ugly and horrible and bleh, all that. All right, if the ego's goal of autonomy would be accomplished, God's purpose would be defeated, and this is impossible. Only by learning what fear is can you finally learn to distinguish the possible from the impossible and the false from the true. So, fear is a belief in something that's not true and not real. We can feel fear and Jesus tells us when that happens don't ask him to take the fear away ask him to take the cause away. The cause is we believe something that's not true. This is why the truth sets us free. Yes. We are choosing the truth. We are choosing real freedom, real liberation. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. And I do have to say, you can still join us in finding freedom. Come, come, come. This, oh, we are going to rock this. I'm doing all new classes. This is the time to join us right now. We're just getting started. You're going to do something for the next 90 days. Why not change the whole rest of your life? I've been talking with people lately who took Finding Freedom years ago, and that's what they keep telling me. Everything started to change with Finding Freedom. So come and join us. I've enjoyed my time with you. Thank you for joining with me. I'm so grateful. I am going to place my hand on my heart and say a prayer for us. Thank you. Thank you so grateful for the love of God shining in our heart, in our mind. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for joining with us and leading us, guiding us. In gratitude, we share the benefits with all. We let it be, and so it is. Amen, amen, amen. Mm -hmm. I love you. Have a great rest of your week.